All right, now we're rolling. Blake O'Rulian alongside Jason Laporte. And Jason, uh, we just had an incredible event. And after the show, you came to me and you were like, I want to do something right now. I, I want to get something recorded, talk about this card right now. It was so fun. How, what a night it was Friday night at the Maverick Center. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, from from start to finish, the fights were great. Um, I rewatched the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view looked like it was great. The streaming, the production was great. It was it was like everything just finally came together uh, Friday night. It was awesome. Finally, right? I mean, we've been trying to get this show to look and sound the way that we knew it always could. And uh, it, it finally presented itself on Friday night. And, and, and what a moment for so many of these fighters. Uh, a lot of things figured out. A lot of people going back to the drawing board, trying to figure things out. And we're going to talk about all 13 matchups. Um, but, but man, it was so much fun. Absolutely electric uh, at the Maverick Center. So we're going to talk first about Nate Reinhardt over Dustin Larson out of Extreme Couture. Nate Reinhardt back after 11 months away, and he looked absolutely phenomenal in his second fight against Dustin Larson. He did look he did look phenomenal. And don't take anything away from Dustin Larson because he came in in his debut, 0-0 fighter, you know, coming up from Vegas um, and taking the fight against somebody that's obviously already stepped in the cage. But, man, he, he showed a lot of heart in there, landed some good shots. He dropped, dropped Nate a couple times. But at the end of the day, Nate's wrestling was just, just too much for him. He, he looked really good. I'm curious, like, like, where do you think we see Nate go from here? Because I'm, I'm trying to think of 135 pound fighters in, in fierce and who we've seen in the past. And I know our matchmakers will be able to find someone for him, but I'm curious how he looks against other competition. Like we've said, like Nate's record now is one and one, but he looks nothing like a one and one fighter. It looks like he has a wealth of experience uh, under his belt in just two fights. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you you would think that you'd still see with some of those nerves and some of those jitters in there. Um, but I mean, he's he's doing things in there that you see from fighters that have had, you know, five and fights in there. Like he looks super comfortable, very relaxed, um, very composed. He's the kid's got a bright future. Yeah, I, I hope it's not 11 months away that we see him again. I also that one was interesting. Um, we kind of got thrown off by it on the broadcast we've never seen a towel thrown in during a fight i haven't seen it caitlin said she had never seen it they threw the towel in rather than an actual official stoppage uh i don't think that was that fight that was malachi's fight it was both oh it did both oh i didn't see it in the name i totally missed it in that that first one then yeah it, it yeah. complete it completely threw me off but dustin wow. larson too i mean he was tough too i hope we see him again potentially on a challenger series or, or, I mean, back at the Maverick center, I think we, he, he's got a super bright future as well. That's great. I, I totally missed, I don't know how I missed that. We had yeah, that pre- twice, I'm twice in one night within four fights of each other, three fights. I'm of pretty each other. sure it was Chris Curtis. I'm pretty sure Chris Curtis was the one who threw the towel on. Did he? Yeah. I'll have to watch it back, but I'm like 99% sure that it was, it was yeah, Chris Curtis. Might, yeah, I, I can't, I totally missed it. I wish, you know what? The next one, if you're staying up here in Salt Lake, we're we're just gonna record that night because I was up to like four in the morning, anyways. I'll bring my mics. I'll I definitely I'll definitely bring my mics. All right. Second bout of the evening. We had Jake Sage getting the win over Trevor Golden. And I didn't realize how well respected Jake Sage was in the MMA community, but I had people 
on the national scene reaching out to me and saying, oh, I can't wait to watch Jake Sage. I know Jake. He's awesome. Caitlin knew who he was out of syndicate. I mean, uh, the super heavyweight just just had a phenomenal performance last Friday. Yeah, he came in and did what he needed to do. He said, hey, I took a couple of those hammer fists real early on and said, I'm getting this fight to the ground, which was his world. And and he finished the fight in, in quick and dominating fashion. I, I saw him in the hotel after the fights and he was the nicest guy. Um, I'm kind of bummed that he won't be around considering that he's going to be uh, that he, that he retired that night, but happy for him. An incredible record, the way to close off his career and everything like that. As for Trevor golden, I hope we have him back as well. I mean, he looked he looked really good in there, specifically on the feet. I mean, my goodness, the guy can just absolutely crack. I've never seen him fight before. And so that was super fun to be able to, to see him finally in a fierce cage. Yeah, I think he – I talked to him a little bit afterwards. Obviously, he was bummed. He got caught with a submission, and he he knows the holes he needs to fix. Um, I, I won't throw his personal business out there, but I, I think he's going to – he's planning on making some changes and moving and, and getting some more full-time training in. Um, he did mention at the weigh-ins, it was the best he'd ever felt. He was under 300 pounds. So I think he's, he's headed in the right direction. And I know he was, he was aiming for this last year. And I think possibly with this move, I'd love to see him go down to heavyweight, man. Cause he's, he'd be a big, scary heavyweight if he could dra- drop that weight. I think he definitely could. It, it, do you think he's going to hop onto that nutrition train and try to, you know, naturally drop a, you know, 10 to 15? I think he will. I mean, we saw him at 290 there. I mean, you get this guy training full time, get him into a, get him into a gym full time, training some groundwork, some jujitsu, some page wrestling. Um, you could see big things out of Trevor. Like the guy has potential. He's big. He hits hard. Um, it's there. It's just he. You know, we'll, we'll see if he if he wants it. Tyler Call getting the win over Tony Galletti. Tony Galletti, despite the loss, looked super, super good in just his second fight as an amateur. Yeah, he came in and had a dominant first round. In fact, we were all just kind of like sitting there like, oh, man, Tyler Call, he's kind of getting dominated in that first round. And and then uh, Tyler showed his experience and, and showed what uh, showed what he came to do that night and, and ended up finishing it in that second round. Yeah, no, Tyler looked super, super good in that fierce debut. And as someone who was trained with Tyler, um, it it's it's always nice to see someone who you know and care about someone who's been looking forward to this i know tyler has been looking forward to this moment for for a while uh for for months leading up to it he was like i just can't believe like i i get to fight at the maverick center i can't wait for it tyler's been a longtime friend of mine and so to see that happen was pretty was pretty special but on top of that Tony Galletti, I hope we have him back because I think I don't know what the knee injury was. Have you heard anything about what that was or or what happened? No, no I don't. I, I I hope he's okay and I hope it doesn't require surgery, whatever it is. Yeah, same here. I hope we have him. I hope we have him and Melody on the same card one of these days at the Maverick Center or Mountain America Center somewhere. Uh, I, I was talking to Zach and he said that he said that uh, Melody's coach reached out and was like why has Melody been fighting in high schools? Like, why, why hasn't she been in Zach's like, well, it's just kind of the dates have lined up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get her in. Let's get her at the Maverick center. I, I, I think very, very bright futures for both of them. I mean, they've both been super, mm-hmm. super successful so far and uh, hope for a speedy recovery, but Tyler call doing a great job as well. Getting the finish. This finish was one of the 
most peculiar, I'll say it that way, Malachi Novacell getting the win over Ricky Mamone in the first round. And that was just such a quick finish. I mean, it had us in the broadcast booth going, what just happened? That was so just, it, it was so quick. So I actually was talking to Craig afterwards because I, I thought the same thing. But as I was walking in for his interview, um, Craig said that it was actually on pretty tight when he first put it on there. I don't think we realized how, how tight it was. Mm-hmm. And when I rewatched it, I could see like he had it as soon as he put it on, it was pretty tight. And he just once he moved to the side and, and got those those knees aligned, you knew it was it was pretty much over after that. But man, what? heart from Ricky man 19 year old kid still in high school and he brought it to to Mal- Malachi was like holy crap like this kid can crack yeah I, I'm trying to remember exactly what Malachi said but he said that he was like shocked by the power right oh yeah I yeah and you could see it his, his face was marked up and bruised and it looked like he had gotten stunned a little bit in there Ricky Mamone man that kid's got a bright bright future that whole the whole family does yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, kicks off his career 0-1, but without a fight, nonetheless. I mean, or not without a fight, I should say, nonetheless. I mean, the standing exchanges, like those opening exchanges. I think I said on the call something like it must have woken up Malachi a little bit. I don't think he was expecting him to be able to box that well. Oh, he looked he looked like a little mini Mike Tyson in there, the way he was dipping his head and moving and throwing those hooks. I was like, oh, man, this kid is scary. Yeah. And hey. All props to Ricky. You know, we give him a lot of props, but props to Malachi too for taking the fight on, on nine days notice when he's planning on, he's he's expecting a different fighter in there and he's got to go in there and fight a kid that he knows nothing about. Yeah, it, that was that was a special one. I, I told Zach after, I was like, I was like, can we get Ricky against a pure striker and let's just see them go at it? Because my goodness, I just want to see that kid stand and trade with someone else. I mean- that was so fun. He, he had one shot. I, I actually texted Ricky after the fights and I said, you had a, sh- you had a significant strike that cracked Malachi on the chin and it echoed through the Maverick center. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy shot that he landed. And then shortly after that, I think was when he started the cage wrestling and then Malachi was able to get, you know, that reversal and, and, and do what he did. But nonetheless, I mean, looked really, really good in there. Well, he, he, if I'm not mistaken, he took Malachi down, right? Which he, got him into the triangle, right? He did take Malachi down. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, impressive, impressive performance. I, and let me just add that I, you know, I'm all about seeing our local fighters. I love seeing our local fighters fight, but I don't really like seeing them fight each other. I love sure. we're bringing in guys from out of state, you know, from Idaho, from Vegas, you know, all over Portland, California, Nevada. Anyway, I, I love it. I love it. Like, let's let our guys train. Let them, let them train together. Let them, I don't want to see them beat, beat each other up. I mean, we, I know them all. So it's like, I don't want to see these guys beat each other. I let them beat the out of state guys up. So. No, I know. I, 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 I think Malachi and Ricky are both just such stand-up people. I, I really, really enjoyed that matchup and yeah hopefully we can see them face people outside of the state so that you know it's a little bit easier for the utah crowd as well um yeah you know oh, yeah. It, it's it's just so many fantastic fantastic fighters here in the state and so one of my favorite fights of the night and also just 
where does this leave Malachi? I mean, is this a title shot? Is this a pro debut coming up in the future? Like, like, where does he go from here? Because like you said, like not the easiest fight, but he gets it done quick. Yeah. He gets it done quick. He's uh six and three. Now he's still a kid. He's still only 21 years old. Like, I, I mean, he's, he's fought, he's fought some tough guys. He fought uh, Jose Mendez, who's now a pro. Um, he fought Willie Dean. Those are his, those are two of his losses. And then, uh, Sean Johnson, his first loss in his first fight, but I, you know, I'd like to see him maybe take a couple more amateur fights and maybe try to go for an amateur title, see if he can't get that. And then maybe jump up into those pro ranks. I'd absolutely love that. I, I think that, uh, his brother Sergio has a pretty record. I believe it's four and one, or if not really? five and one, okay. I think, uh, an- another Mamone matchup for Nova cell might be fun for a title or something like that. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw okay. that out there. That, that okay. might be, that might be an interesting matchup. Um, what a fight that was one of my favorites of the entire night. Uh, another great one was Roberto Vela over Zach Hamilton, uh, Roberto Vela getting it done out of MMA gold, the first of four to do so. And I had the biggest flop of the entire night and not knowing that Roberto Vela was a black belt. I should know that that was on me. And Jason, good job getting that stat in on the broadcast. Congratulations. Well, you know, I, I can't take all the credit. Zach actually told me as I was walking out of the, walking out of the cage after the interview, he said, the kid's only 21. He's a black belt already. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to drop this little gem when I get back. I love it. I love it. I mean, he looked so, so good in there and just, just really showed his experience in there and his, his time and training and stuff like that. Those, those guys at MMA gold, if you know, there was one common theme with those guys. Once they got on top, that top pressure was, you just, you, you couldn't get up once they got on top and got into that side control or, you know, they were, they were dominant. No, they, they really were. I mean, the only one was Katarina Legaretta who didn't grapple as much as Shaler yeah. and Kelly as where, as well as Roberto. But I mean, those first three, it was like unstoppable top pressure. And so, I mean, you look at Roberto Vela and you think to yourself, like, who else is out there for this guy? I mean, who's going to fight this guy at the amateur level? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I want to see it. Bring the kid back. Let's let's get him back in there against somebody. I mean, he's he's five and two now. Maybe let's maybe a title shot. Maybe. Yeah. No, I would. I I, I think he's definitely in line for something like that. As for Zach Hamilton, I hope we see him back, but you know, a difficult showing out for him, but he told me, and he told a lot of people, you know, I didn't take any damage in the fight. And so he wants to get right back in there. We'll have to see where he ends up and what he ends up doing. But I thought it was nice to see that, that Zach Hamilton wasn't, you know, disheartened by, by, by the unfortunate loss, but more so just motivated to get back in there. But Zach Hamilton, again, hopefully we see him back. Yeah. Hopefully we see him back. He's, he's a tough kid. I like watching him fight. He always brings it. I mean, even even when he's in there and you think he's out, he he ends up pulling something out of the hat. Um, I you know I I want to see him back in there. Let's 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 dust this one off and get back in there and see if we can't write this write this and get this win. One of the more interesting fights of the night was this next one: Andrew Boquette getting the win over Bradley Burston. And from what I have heard, from what you said in the in the post fight interview with him. I might be in the minority here, but I felt like Boquette still looked pretty good. He didn't look as dominant as he did a couple of months ago, but he still looked pretty good in there. And it seemed like he was really, really hard on himself after the fight. 
Yeah, I think um, he. I thought he looked. I thought he looked great too. He he's, he was throwing his kicks. We saw a little bit of. His, we saw his stand up um, that we didn't see in his first fight. We he wasn't throwing those kicks. He wasn't throwing those big punches. You know, he's he he sat down on a lot of those shots and and he couldn't get bursting out of there. And he ended up eating a few shots that maybe he he doesn't want to take in the, in the future. Um, but no, he, I don't think he has anything to hang his head about, man. He's, and like he said, Hey, look, man, he just got married. That, say what you want, but there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes than just getting ready for this fight. Like he, he had a lot going on. Not that I'm making excuses for the guy, but um, yeah, I, I mean, the future's bright for him. Um, I kind of mentioned that I thought there was going to be, I thought there was going to be a call out and that kind of led into, there were some rumors that, he was going to be training with another local uh, heavyweight because um, they didn't want the heavyweights beating up on each other in the local heavyweights. That's what led me into bringing in the out of state guys earlier on the Ricky Malone fight, mm. uh, you know, not seeing our guys, be, you know, beat the crap out of each other. So, Hey man, I, I, I want to see him get back in there. Let's go, man. Hurry up, get your wife pregnant. Let's, let's go. And thank you for not making any <laughs> silly comments during the broadcast. I really <laughs> Really appreciate it. Did you see? Did you see his comment back to me on on Facebook? No, I didn't. <laughs> hey, I just beat the crap out of the number one guy out of Arizona. I don't. I don't. I don't have something about uh, adding a nutritionist to that list. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, he uh, is uh, no, Andrew Boquette's one of a kind, man. He looks great in there, and and that's that's the thing for me is I'm like we're talking about it like he lost, but he he won. And he won by finish in the second round, right? I'm pretty sure it was the second round. I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head. I believe it was the second round and he, um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I thought he could, I thought he looked, I thought he looked good. Yeah. I, I, hey, let's go get him back in there, man. Let's, let's get him back in there. And what is he? Two, two and one now, three and one, three and one, yeah, three and one or four and one. Let's get him up there. Let's get a title shot. Let's get something going here, man. Yeah. Andrew Boquette. He looked awesome in there. I, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, he, he almost alluded to like, I'll be gone for a couple of years. It sounded like, and it's like, well, he's already 32. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious what that looks like and, and when we would see him back, but I'd love to see him back as soon as possible to be completely yeah. honest, but obviously, you know, do what you need to do in your personal life, but you are right. I mean, he literally got married during the challenger series show. So that yeah. was five weeks, you know, it's a short camp and you know, he actually told me, I think he, we, he said it on the podcast. He was, he was willing to fight at the challenger series on, on the day of his wedding. And Zach was like, you're not going to do that. Yeah, and no, his wife was like, no. you're not going to do that. But I mean, that guy, man, I, lo I love it. Love him on the mic. I love seeing him in the cage. Like he's, he's just great, man, man. He's, he's so good on the mic as for Bradley burst. And I mean, he looked really, really good in there too, and, and and to be completely candid, he looked even better than I thought he would. Uh, just just got mounted on the back of Andrew Boquette, uh, and then choked out. But but out before that, I mean, it was a pretty competitive fight. Bradley Burston looked really good in there as well. Yeah, he definitely wasn't holding back, and he he I looked like he rang Andrew's bell a couple times in there, but throwing a couple of those heavy shots back at him. It's just at the end of the day, you know, once you get a big guy like Andrew on top of you, there's there's not much you can do, especially in that in a sec in a second round. That's that's a lot. All right. So like you said earlier in the week, one of the most stacked cards in fierce history, no doubt about it. First of four title fights on the line. It was Kelly McKay and it was Hannah Silva. It, Jason, it was, it was a 
I, I just have to be completely honest. It was a dominant showing for the MMA gold straw weight. That was probably one of the most dominant um, performances I've seen in, in fierce fighting championship history. I mean, she comes in from out of state and I didn't know anything about her. Zach's like, just, just wait. Like she's, she's good, man. You remember this girl's name? Like she's legit. Like she, she was composed, you know, she was in a little bit of trouble. I believe it was in the third round. Um, Hannah had a, had an armbar attempt on there and it was tight enough that she wasn't really doing anything. Those last two minutes of it, I believe. Um, where she had that 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 armbar pretty tight. It wasn't extended, but she at least had it. Hannah had that had in the it, right position. Yeah, in the right position that it's it scared McKay enough that she wasn't throwing strikes. She wasn't even really trying to advance into any other positions. Um, so Hannah showing showing a lot of heart. Um, I think it's a it's going to be a great learning experience. Hey, she's still an amateur man. She's never really been been tested like that before. She had a quick finish in her title fight. Um, I think this is just a good, a good chance for her to be, be like, okay, now, now I know um, what it's like to fight somebody that's, that's maybe on, on another level than I am at, at the moment. Now, now I will say this, I mean, like hats off to Hannah Silva. I don't know who, I, I don't know if I've seen a straw weight yet in professional or amateur regions that, that could be her maybe. I mean, I, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. So Hannah Silva going out there and, 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 Performing the way she did, and like you said, in that third round, having that arm lock nearing uh, some sort of a potential, you know, turning of the tide. Hats off to Hannah for that. As for Kelly McKay, I don't know if she defends. I don't know if we find her an amateur that is willing to go in there with her. I mean, the grappling pedigree is unbelievable. The striking was on full display, especially in those last couple of rounds. And more than anything, it just seems like she knows how to win. So I don't remember her age, but I was talking with Zach and he was talking with their coaches. I don't think she's even been training very long with MMA gold. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was less than a year that Zach said she had been with MMA gold. So there wasn't any rush to get her into, into those pro ranks, but she looked pretty damn impressive. She absolutely did. And I apologize. Um, some of my stats, and I think, I think you said it in the post-fight interview, that going into the fight, she was four and zero online and everywhere. It says that she's four and zero, but we did find out that she was five and zero, and so we were oh, kind of trying to scramble there uh, with that. But but Kelly McKay, nonetheless, now six and zero as an amateur. Her first fight at strawweight, she looked great there as well. Uh, it was super super fun to watch her. I, I hope we see her back. We will we'll see how that goes. I hope every single one of these people who just won titles we see back because an Another one that was unbelievable to watch, Andrew Mickelson getting the win over Roger Ashley. Vintage Andrew Mickelson, typical Andrew Mickelson, just on the feet, absolute showcase. And uh, I mean, there's nothing like watching him when he starts getting going. He, with that performance, he he put himself up there as probably the top prospect in Utah right now, amateur prospect in Utah. I, I don't know. I can't think of anybody amateur wise that's been as impressive as he's been his last couple of fights. Like he, that having that athletic background and the athleticism, you know, we haven't seen much of him on the ground, but we haven't needed to like, he's, I mean, he, he just fought a guy that didn't get him down. Like you, 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 you better bring it if you're going to be in there with Andrew Mickelson, because he's not getting tired. He's fast. Um, 
I said it in the post-fight interview. He looked great at 185. Like that is his weight class. Yeah. At least for now, 100%, that is his weight class. And I mean, my goodness, the way he was, I was rewatching that fight and just the way he sprawls and how quick he is and the way he punches out of tough positions. It's unreal to watch him get like, once he gets that motor going, it's like, there's no stopping the guy. Like yeah. he's, he's just so good and so powerful. It's hard, especially at that, the, the amateur ranks, um, guys with that kind of athleticism, it's, it's hard to match. You know, I think, I think we're going to have to see him, you know, four or five, six fights deep into a pro career before he's going to find somebody that's going to be able to match that athleticism. I, I, I can't wait to see him come back. Let's see him defend the title. Um, yeah, kid's amazing, man. Yeah. As for Roger Ashley, I mean, I, I, I felt bad. I felt like we almost didn't give him enough of a, a, a nod uh, throughout the fights and things like that. But I will say this, Roger Ashley, no slouch whatsoever on the ground, anywhere the fight could have gone. Uh, specifically, you know, he wanted to, to, to grapple with Mickelson and Mickelson just able to kind of deal with that and, and keep it from going there. And Mickelson well studied on Ashley to know not to do so. But Roger Ashley, I, I would love to see him in there with someone, maybe not necessarily the top prospect in the entire West Coast, but maybe uh, some more high-level competition and see what he can do specifically in the grappling exchanges. As for the final amateur title bout, Shaler Ladd, I mean, you were talking about him throughout the entire broadcast, how good he was, how you know impressive his grappling was facing off against Viliami Kulu. And I mean, Shaler Ladd able to get it done in, I, I can't remember the round now. I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's not officially up on Tapology yet. It's third. It might've been third, second or third. Second or third. I think it was yeah. third. I think you're right. I think it was third, I, but. Yeah. He's one of those guys that, you know, I'd seen him fight a few years ago um, for Mountain Force when he came down here th three, three years ago or so, three or four years ago. Debut. Yeah. Um, and that was his debut fight. I think of, I mean that guy's already had he's what 10 fights deep now, nine fights deep. He is um, eight no. And he his fight IQ, I watched a couple of his fights, recent fights before this one. And I, you know, obviously I love our local guy, Kulu's he's amazing. He's been knocking people out. And I'm thinking, man, is Shaler ready for this? And then I watched a couple of his fights the night before the weigh-ins, and I thought, oh man, like this guy, he could take a shot. I, the fight that I watched, uh, his previous fight. He was getting dominated. I mean, the guy was just wrestling him, but his fight IQ, man, he he stays out of danger, doesn't take any big shots, and if he does, he can eat, eats them and just walks right through them. And then once he gets in that top position, he's it's it's pretty much over. And, and nothing, everything was calculated. He wasn't throwing anything that uh, anything crazy, anything. He was very calculated. I, I I'm very impressed with him. Yeah, I mean, on Kulu's side too, like we saw Shaler get cracked a couple times too. I mean, Kulu did land some clean shots and I don't know if they buckled Shaler, but they definitely, Shaler definitely felt them. I mean, he felt the power of Kulu early on in the fight. He did. He definitely felt it. He's just, he's just a tough kid, man. And nothing for Kulu to hang his head about. The guy's got a bright future. Um, I, I want to see him turn around and get back, right back in there as well. And it was funny because when they stop the fight, he's obviously taking unanswered shots on the ground, but he's pretty much just laughing. Nothing was really, I mean, obviously he's, he's getting hit hard, but nothing that was really phasing him. He just couldn't, he just couldn't get out of the position.
So I do want to say, I think Shaler Ladd is obviously one of the top prospects in the entire country, but my goodness, selfishly, I just want to see this guy defend the title in here in Utah. I mean, he's already got, I believe it's three amateur belts now, but yeah, I really I mean, hope we see him again. He's just still a kid too, but he's, he's pretty young too, isn't he? He was in high school when he made his debut. That's crazy. Just a couple of years ago. It's crazy. I don't know what's in the water in their MMA goal, but yeah, they, they got some talent down there. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that talent. Katarina Legaretta over Maddie Meacham. That was a striker's delight. I mean, that was super fun on the feet for as long as it lasted. Both fighters trading blows, both fighters having big moments, but Katarina Legaretta gets the nod nonetheless. Yeah, she was she was the the librarian, man. She did not fight like a librarian. She had a lot of pressure. Um, I think that that threw Maddie off a little bit. Um, just that pressure. She just kept coming forward and coming forward. He, she was walking through those shots and Maddie was landing big shots. She was landing big elbows in the clinch. And it, it just, you know, I'm not trying to speak out of turn or speaking for Maddie, but it just seemed like that, that pressure just coming forward, coming forward, coming forward, coming forward. Um, and ended up getting, uh, taking a, I believe it was a head kick that, that it was up. a head kick. Yeah. Um, hopefully everything's okay. I'm assuming everything's okay with her. I know Zach talked with her afterwards, um, but yeah, it, it was impressive performance by Katarina. I loved your post-fight interview with her. I thought she was just so sweet. So cool. I mean, that was awesome. The first question, why are you the librarian? And she's like, well, I wear sweaters and I, I look like a librarian. I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good. It definitely doesn't fight like one. No, no doubt about it. I mean, the elbows in the phone booth, both of them. And just like the, I think what was so fun about that one was that it wasn't your typical, you know, stick and move, counterboxing, you know, whatever it may be. It was just in the phone booth, some of the most creative striking you see in, in, in a regional show. And so it was super fun to watch. As for this next one, probably, in my opinion, the most fun fight of the night, Darian Abbey getting the nod over Zeke Latu in what was an absolute battle from start to finish. Yeah, those guys came out throwing heavy shots. You know, Abby rocks Zeke. Zeke rocks him back, gets him up against the cage. Um, unfortunately, just couldn't couldn't quite keep him down once he got him down. Couldn't keep him down. He ate some knees right there in the clinch that I think um, uh, ended up being the thing that finished him was those those clinches, those knees, uh, knees to the stomach, which Abby, he's a big guy, man. Was he 6'8"? 6'6". 6'6". I mean... Yeah, that's a that's a big guy to contend with when when Zeke we, he's on the the smaller end, shorter height wise of of most heavyweights. You know, he's yeah. a guy that needs to get in there and get in the clinch and move. But um, I like what I see from Zeke. I think he has. Uh, you know, I, I love seeing him training consistently. He's one of those guys that he's been in the gym a lot more now. He, he's, I think he's, he's look he's 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 working through. He's he's fixing fixing some of his deficiencies, and he'll be back. He'll be back. He absolutely will. Darian Abbey, he told you that he wants the title. I don't know if you saw this, but him and Kent Mafaleo already flapping gums at each other. I mean, that that that's that's a fight that entices me, no doubt about it. Oh, let me see it. I my in fact, my wife texted us. She's like, "Did you see Kent like staring him down as he was walking out of the cage?" Like, yeah, that was uh, yeah. I, and and uh, little birdie told me, I, I think we're going to see that fight in June, I believe. Oh my goodness. I don't think it's official yet, but I, I, I think we might end up seeing that in June. 
I hope we see it. I miss Kent Montfalea. We haven't seen him in a couple of months. He was so active at the end of 2022. We were so spoiled during that time, but hopefully we see him back and hopefully it's matched up with that man, Darian Abbey. What a performance by him. As for this next one, another big performance by someone coming in from out of state, Brian Neuro getting the nod over Trevor Bradshaw, finishing Trevor Bradshaw with that clean, clean liver shot. He gets on his first win streak in quite some time. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful shot. Well-timed. Um, I loved his breakdown and his post-fight interview. You know, they they had scouted Trevor um, heavily. He They knew exactly what he was going to do. Um, but on the flip side of it, I think early on, uh, Tre Trevor, I thought his movement was good. I thought his striking was good. I thought he was winning the fight up until that moment. I thought he looked, I thought he looked really good. You saw a little bit of the the Bobby King moving in there, the, the Bang Muay Thai movement. So, you know, Trevor's heading in the right direction, man. This is just a bump in the road. He'll he'll be back. I I, I will also say, I mean, Trevor flew a flying or threw a flying knee just in the middle of a striking exchange. I mean, I've never seen someone throw it like that on a regional scene. He looked super, super good in there. But Brian Neuro, nonetheless, shows his class, shows, you know, his time in the cage. I think this was, I, didn't, I don't think I got to say it on the broadcast, but Brian Neuro was the first fighter that had more fight experience than Trevor Bradshaw headed into a fight for the first time in like four or five years. And so yeah. he, he definitely showed it. I mean, two... Crafty veterans, like you said on the broadcast, but Brian Neuro nonetheless gets it done. And so he looks great. Sorry, you were going to say something, I think. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, he, that guy's got a ton of experience. I mean, he's he's fought a lot of guys. He's been around. He's fought some tough guys. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's bring him back, too. Let's go. I'd love to see him back. Super, super nice guy as well. As for this one, the headline of the night, another fantastic matchup back and forth battle, Jerome Hatch. Gap captures his second belt in five weeks over Eric Wallin. My goodness, that was a fun fight, Jason. That was such a fun fight. Going back, I mean, those guys were just back and forth. They were they pretty much left it all in there in that first round. They both looked pretty cast after the first round. They were I, they were swinging from bell to bell in that first round. And it, as soon as it looked like Eric had the upper hand, hatches hatches swinging. They're both landing big shots. A huge shout out to, to Hatch, man. What an impressive performance. And right on top of that, like you said, five weeks ago, he's he's over in Abu Dhabi winning a bare knuckle fight. Like the guy's just, he's born to fight. Five wins in his last six matchups. He's looked super, super good. All of them by finish. He is really just hitting this second wind of his career later at just 36 or at 36 years old. And it's really impressive to watch, and it's been really fun commentating these fights. We've seen him over the last couple of months be very, very active. He's going to be defending the bare-knuckle title first, I believe, but then he's going to be back here in Fierce. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. That's what I said. I believe in June he has to defend the title for bare-knuckle. Um, I'm just looking at his stats. Is I mean, just think about this for a second. Jerome Hatch has been fighting since 2007, his first pro fight, which they were all pros back then, but... 2007 he's been fighting unreal it's it's unreal how long he's been around and how he's looking now i mean hats off to jerome hatch hats off to so many i mean i, I do really quickly want to give a little shout out to caitlin i mean she was on the mic with us for the first time and you know we'll be completely honest like it's always nerve-wracking bringing on someone who we haven't had on the broadcast because 
you don't know what it's going to be like. You don't know if it's going to gel, if it's going to flow. And Caitlin was just incredible. She nailed it, man. She came prepared. She was great. Um, she said she was a little bit nervous <laughs> in the beginning. And I know she'd done it before, but like you said, you throw her in there with, and she'd never done it with us. You and I, you know, we've been doing this for how long together now? And, and we have that chemistry. I'd love to see her back because I think she's great. Her insight was great. Her, her play-by-play was great. Um, her breaking down the fights. It's, it's just awesome having somebody um, that's fought at her level, that's fought in the UFC, that's been on the ultimate fighter um, sharing the mic with us. So let's, let's get Caitlin back in there with us, please. Zach. Jason, we had such a good time on Friday and we cannot wait for challenger series five going down at mountain view high school in just a couple weeks may 13th to be exact it's actually it's tuesday morning right now i got to get started on boards because we've got a quick turnaround here in just a couple of weeks so i cannot wait for that jason it has been so much fun talking about these fights it's been such an incredible uh last couple of days just kind of sitting on what occurred on friday one of the best cards in utah's history Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Can't wait to see it back. We'll see you guys next month, man. I appreciate it. Jason Laporte, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Blake.